You're listening to Little Girl Dreams, a podcast by Chelsea Reed. Join me to talk about the disability and the support from family, friends and the rehabilitation team. Hey guys, so today I've got a guest speaker. His name's Harry. Harry's been my physio for a year and a half. Um, So can you introduce yourself, Harry? Hi guys, my name's Harry. Um, I'm a physiotherapist, currently working at a private practice in Pottsville, New South Wales. And why did you become a physio? Wow. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I when I was younger, I played lots of sports, um, and I um, had a keen interest in in sports, and also got injured a lot. So yep. I saw lots of physios, and yep. I thought that they had it pretty good. Got to hang around in a gym, see people playing sports, and yeah, it just went from there. And then. Um, my sister's also a physio, so I um, saw her having a pretty cool time being a physio, so I just um, thought it was a, a good strain for me. That's good. Yeah. So um, you've been working with me for a year and a half. Yeah. So what um, other types of um, physical impairment after having a stroke? So it depends on where um, the stroke affects. So yep. in, in your case, ca- like- yeah. So like um, your strokes on your left side, yep. Chelsea. So when um, that sort of injury happens in the brain, it affects in terms of um, your motor deficit. So physical hands and legs, it affects you on the opposite side. Um, so in your case, Chelsea, it's affected your right hand and your foot mostly. Yeah. Yeah. And that also correlates to the position in the brain that, um, has been affected in the stroke. That's really interesting. It's like aphasia, like everyone's different. Exactly. Yeah. So we, after your stroke, you probably had um, some scans done on your brain. Yeah. And sometimes those scans can identify where parts of the brain aren't aren't working as efficiently anymore. Yeah. And we know that we can map the brain um, in terms of what part of your brain controls your fingers to compared to what part of the brain controls your feet. Um, and then we have a pretty good idea of what's going on, but until we actually see you and do assessments, we yeah. don't really know how you're going to um, present. Yeah, right. So if I had a stroke, the left, no, I had a left side, right side, do I, does it affect my other side of my body or? Yeah, correct. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and how is it different for the older people compared to like young persons who had a stroke? Yeah, it's really interesting because, um, most of the people we see after stroke are older people. And of course they're probably coming in before their stroke, um, a little bit less 
condition and a little bit less fit than yeah. you were when you were coming in. So their baseline is a lot lower. So after the stroke, they don't need to get, or this is sort of generalizing a bit, but overall, they probably don't need to get to as high levels as you would like to, um, to get to after your stroke. And yeah. Well, like I want to be a hundred percent, but like I can't really get a hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're say like, you want to go out swimming, um, perhaps yeah. a, a person of older age might not have any desire to go back to swimming. So it just sort of changes the benchmarks of what your goals are. Um, yeah. So that's probably the main difference. The goals are quite different. Yeah. And like what you said, it's just like the older demographic is just like, I, like not putting down older demographic, but like, don't worry. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so that's why, why your situation's like quite unique because um, a lot of the people who you're, you're dealing with even like myself and other health professionals have done a lot of work with older stroke um, patients and then yeah obviously we're working on completely different goals with your stroke so it's it's sort of a little bit different for for everyone which is um, which is very unique on your your part yeah and I would I'm the youngest person who had a stroke for you like your experience 100% yeah definitely yeah yeah so what is spasticity because I don't like I know I got spasticity but like can you explain it because I can't (laughs) yeah so generally um the simplest way to explain spasticity is you've got um an uncontrolled increased tightness in some of your muscle groups Looking at it a little bit more closely, spasticity um, is a, we say it's a velocity dependent tightness. So the faster you move one of these muscles that is affected by spasticity, the more it tightens. So like when you're- Like like running compared to walking. Yeah, and you you have noticed that when, when you say, you try to run Chelsea and um, your foot goes into that little tremor when, say, you, you jump off one leg, whereas opposed to walking, it's not as bad. Um, yeah. And that's because it sort of happens from that, um, from that injury to the brain. Everyone has a certain amount of like, tension in their muscles. That's what allows us to even be able to stand up without falling over. If your muscles were completely flaccid, um, you wouldn't be able to stand up. So it's your your body has lost its ability to down-regulate the tightness in some of these muscles. Yeah. So it's it's an uncontrolled tightness. It's not something that you can say, all righty, relax now. Um, Yeah, because the more I can try to like help it I stress out and when I get stressed I get like spasticity if you can like is it spasticity like (laughs) yeah so spasticity is like the yeah that general term for uncontrollable muscle tightness and it's 
it's not like a tightness that say um one of your friends might get after they go for a, a run and their muscles fatigued it's yeah it's like there's there is that small contraction in the muscle all the time and then say when you run and stretch it quickly it, yeah. it goes even even tighter but it all because like it's all coming from the brain yeah correct so it's the brains there's it's called a, a reflex so when your um when your muscle and tendon goes on quick stretch so like when you run and you jump off yeah it sends a signal up to the the spinal cord and that's what tells your body to um to tighten up that muscle yeah in a normal person that that um that signal goes in but your brain sends another signal to counteract that so your system is just missing the the counteracting signal which yeah um, is why you can't control it yeah because some time ago it was like oh my hand my hand my hand it's just like yeah, because it's all about your brain. It's just like, wait a second. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's the tricky thing. That, like you say, the more you think about it, it doesn't necessarily help it because it's, it's, it's an uncontrolled um, yeah. mechanism in the body. So is spasticity only because of the stroke or is it like any um, defect? not deep is it defects of the brain or like yeah so it's it's from the the stroke lead affects the tissues in your brain which has left you with these these changes like the aphasia um and it affects the communication from the brain yeah so it's not a issue like your um say for example your pec muscle in your chest that has spasticity there's nothing wrong with the pec muscle. Um, that's fine. It's still got its muscle bulk. It hasn't lost like strength or anything. Yeah. Um, it's just that the signaling from the brain has affected how it works. But do you, is it only because of the stroke or is it other um, like brain tumors or? Yeah, so other um, conditions. So um, say, like a traumatic um, brain injury, yeah, that can also cause spasticity. So it's yeah. basically any injury that happens either in the brain or before the the brain sort of it connects to the spinal column. So before that happens, yeah. Um, and then if you think of the nerves, like if someone has a back injury and they get pain down their leg. Yeah, that's sort of a different category of nerve injury that doesn't lead to spasticity. Yeah, um, so they're the the two differences, like, um, like stroke, multiple sclerosis, um, yeah, brain injuries. They're the type of things that might lead to spasticity. Yeah, right. And um, how did you treat it? So, um, from our point of view, um, spasticity is best managed with exercise um, particularly focusing on range of motion so trying to improve like for say your ability to to move your shoulders in a in a larger range of movement trying to stretch the muscles that are affected 
yeah. um, because it is a tightening. And then um, there's also some other um, treatment options that you've explored, like the Botox, which can really assist with how we are able to manage it in our physio sessions. Because if we didn't have the Botox, the spasticity would be a lot harder for us to stretch against. Yeah. And we wouldn't get as much out of our exercise um, yeah. as well. So. It's so funny because it's like all, like, even my cleaners is like, oh, I'm going to get Botox this week. It's just like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, in my hand and my like, foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of, a lot of the public associates Botox with, um, with cosmetic benefits. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yours, yours are very different. Um, yeah. What, um, types of technology did you treat people and what's the benefits? Yeah. So we try use, um, technology to help people understand the purpose of some exercises. Um, yeah. cause especially like you know, as well, it's, you don't sort of, you can't really analyze yourself perfectly. You don't know unless you're looking in a mirror. So we use um, some filming technologies to yeah. um, track progress. Um, With your that app. way, yeah. So we use an app. Um, it's just a basic videoing app called Spark Pro, um, yeah. and it has dates and timelines of when we do the videos. I think the date as well is like necessity necessity yeah essentially yeah like even me it's just like i don't think i'm improving and then you just like wait like look at like six months ago like here's the day look at you go it's just like oh okay like maybe i'm improving (laughs) definitely it's the most important thing with with long-term um conditions because they're not going to change like necessarily week to week yeah um and i see you say once a, a fortnight and i might notice a difference between one day and a fortnight's time but because you've been living that life every day the changes are probably a lot less to you um, yeah yeah and um even the homework like you send me exercise for like a tablet or something like that like- yeah so you use um an app called fizzy track yeah and it's um a way that like we can practice exercises in in session and then i can click that exercise on a video send it to you so you can see the video yeah um, and replicate it at home which is awesome yeah even if i like forget it's just like how do i do that exercise and you just like well not you but like the like, yeah. just, like here you go <laughs> yeah they show up perfectly yeah so um can you please well not tell me but tell everyone about um what goals we like work on yeah so there's a few goals that like over the time they've sort of shifted a little bit um yeah we sort of started off with um like mainly working on your arm and how you complete simple tasks with that arm throughout the day. And so mainly around like even holding a coffee cup, yeah, um, cutting food with knife and fork. Um, and, and yeah, that was sort of the big ones to start with and the walking to build yeah. that walking endurance. 
do you get like confused not confused but just like um do I treat the hand do I treat the um foot like I don't know yeah for sure because our time is our time is limited we could we could go for hours and hours so it's got to be um sort of targeted to what you want to really work on even if that changes from from session to session or month to month yeah because like you say it's it's a long it's a long haul to work on all these things and we've been working on it for like a year and a half and um the goalpost can shift over that time but it's got to be goalpost the goalpost so like what you're (laughs) um so yeah it's got to be something that you want to work towards um so if you're one day like the other day you came and you want to work on say you're swimming yeah then we should just work on like if it's the the arm part of swimming like the strokes that you're having trouble with or if it's the kicking whatever is more um relevant but i get what you mean it is it is hard to work on everything without being too generalized yeah like even like my hand like my fingers and my hand and my like arms and then my shoulder and then oh don't forget my leg and then my foot like exactly and and some of those things like it's particularly say your shoulder how we've been working on um really about positioning that shoulder so that the hand can work more efficiently yeah i think we've just like the best way to do it is to try work um, we call it like globally so work on like bigger movements um, yeah. and then you also do like your OT which works on those little small movements yeah um, through the fingers and and hands so um, I think that we've done a lot of that global rehab in our time what is global so working on bigger movements um, across oh, yeah, right. a few yeah. different joints so yeah. like where when you lift your your arm out to the side and grab something that's like a yeah a bit of more of a complex movement than like pushing a button with a finger um, yeah right yeah um even like my my leg i do um pilates exactly and that's such a a good way to to get more rehab into an exercise into your body and it's it's something that like if you enjoy doing it's going to be much more beneficial long term yeah what what do you think like what's what is my foot or is my hand um i think your hand affects you more um throughout your day um (laughs) yeah i was like asking you for your opinion because yeah yeah i think the loss of range of movement because of the spasticity in your arm yeah i think that would be greater um greater than the loss of movement that you've got in your foot um, because of the spasticity through your um, ankle and toes yeah yeah right yeah what part of the physiotherapy experience do you enjoy the most um your business 
I like I like um, the advance, like the technology, and like um, you're really um, upbeat. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, but all in all, like besides your business, I really, really like physios. Like, yeah, I hate. I used to hate OTs. Yep. It's just like I need. I want to go to the physio, not OTs. It's like, <laughs> like no, you got to go to both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. So yeah, and you guys is all like so. Okay, now what? Now what? Now what? Yep. Now what? And then yeah, it's it's actually yeah. really good. Yeah, definitely. And and like my, our experience together has been so from like six months past your stroke. Um, yeah when you were just out of hospital and doing your really intensive rehab, yeah. um, you probably found that there were quite a lot of differences between like how, what we're doing together and what you did there. What was um, a few of the points when you were in hospital doing the rehab that you found the most challenging with physio? Yeah, yeah. And I think um, the other thing I got a point, got a, make a point is you're younger like me yeah. so you're just like okay now what now what now what mm-hmm. but the older physios is like okay like here you go here's a, like here's here you go here's a like paper like here's your exercise it's like no like i need to get like like keep keep up with the like lingo <laughs> yeah exactly and and i think that's good because because you're sort of in a similar age demographic to me. So we yeah. do the same things on the weekend. If you want to go for a swim on the weekend, I get how important that is to be able to do that. And I think it's good that we can collaborate and in, in trying to work towards those goals. Yeah. Um, they're quite yeah, important. Um, and then hopefully I can go out with Hayden fishing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. They're the, they're the greatest things um, that you have to look forward to. And driving the boat as well. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's another um, big milestone that you, that you hit recently. Yeah, today me and Hayden went um, to the creek. And it's yeah. just like, okay, I'm going to do tr- like treading water. Yeah. And time it. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. You know, treading it and treading it. It's just like, oh, my God, I'm parked. I looked at the time and it's like, 40 seconds it's like i give up <laughs> yeah okay well it's a good start it's fantastic and it is so. uh, it is got to start somewhere and then like what what we'll work towards is you you try swimming you say oh this part of swimming was so hard i was just exerting myself so much whether it be like paddling with your hands or or kicking through the feet uh, or just like the fitness part of it even yeah and then we can work on smaller things to try and get you there i think that's the good thing about goals and and dreams and things that you want to get back into um, yeah you you're always willing to have a go at it which yeah. <laughs> physio wouldn't work if people didn't um didn't have a um have a go yeah yeah well um thank you so much for being here and um being a part of my podcast.
Thanks for having me. And um, you're based in Pottsville, so if anyone needs a physio, he's the man. Thank <laughs> oh, you. What a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks, uh, Chelsea. Thanks for All having right. me. I love your podcast. I um, look forward to um, listening to this episode and all the other episodes to come. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.